0: Such a fun episode today because we've got a real firecracker on as a guest. I've been connected with this woman through social media for the last several years, and I'll tell you, I just love watching what she's up to. Pam Geller is a best selling author, speaker, and lifestyle expert for moms. She's a top leader in social selling, a brand ambassador, and founder of Living Hip. Pam has over 25 years' experience in leadership development and training. Uh, She's currently an executive with Beauty Counter. And in 2010, Pam founded and launched lifestyle brand, Living Hip, which is happy, inspired, passionate, and peaceful. She also wrote her first book, Living Hip, which I mentioned is a bestseller. She loves helping women create a lifestyle that allows them to live with purpose, passion, empowerment, while balancing that family, the daily demands, and the role as a mom with the career. She's an ultimate mom boss and a champion for moms creating more fulfillment and happiness while managing life and doing so authentically with humility, humor, grace, and vulnerability. Pam god bless you girl how are you
1: i'm doing great how are you
0: doing oh terrific so you're always up to fun things so let's get the big one right out of the way you are a magical manifester and you had this dream that you held on to for so long and you tried different things and it it didn't quite come together and then finally it exploded and the the big, big, big dream was to meet Oprah. And you not only met her, you got an invitation to her birthday party. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Sure, I'm happy to. Yes, yeah, so that's been a lifelong dream of mine. I first started, started watching Oprah when I was in college. And at that point, it, her show was new. No one knew her, but like many of us, there's something about her that drew me in big time. So much that I would avoid my biology homework and going to the library. Um, But there was something about Oprah. And of course, through the years, I just, I grew up with her. I had babies with her. I would be in my kitchen with a baby on the hip, you know, as she was getting into shape and, you know, just taking care of all areas, just cheering her on. And I feel like I just, I grew up with her. And from those early days in my 20s, I thought I'm going to I'm going to meet her someday. That's what I'm going to meet her someday. And and a lot of people would just kind of laugh and I just knew it. And more time went on and life changed and I launched a business from home and I of course I was having my babies, raising my family. But that desire and that connection with Oprah did not dissipate. That dream did not go away. It got stronger. So Mm -hmm. while I am living my life, building my own dreams besides meeting Oprah, um, I knew in my heart of hearts it would happen. Mm. And I didn't know exactly how. I actually thought I would be at her show. And then of course that ended, but my dream did not end. And I said, I'm still going to meet her. I don't know exactly how, but I know I will. And I put that out there to the universe and I just knew it would happen Someday. And so it finally happened. And and yes, I did have moments where I thought for sure it might happen. Like there were different, in fact, I went to her uh, life tour a couple of years ago in San Jose. And I came so close to being invited to this private ambassador event. And I missed out. I wasn't invited. And it was that feeling. And we've all had this where we have been left out. When we, you know, no, nothing personal, but we've been left out and you have to sit there and be full of grace and be happy for everyone else that had met her for the second, third, fourth time. Um, but I still knew I left San Jose saying, okay, it wasn't meant to happen. And sometimes we need to do that in life. We just need to let go and say, this is, I'm not in charge here. And I just need to do my part, but i um, also working with a bigger bigger force, and we all have a bigger force, um, and I just knew that, so I knew the day would come, and and it finally did, and it was incredible, and it was just every feeling inside, and our, it was my intuition, essentially, that knew it would happen, and when it happened, of course, it was overwhelming, but I yeah. just knew it. It was overwhelming, because it was just more than I could have asked for for that first meeting.
0: What I love about the whole thing is that I think is so important for women that you can have a big dream and you need to hold on to it because and and when you think it's not gonna happen, don't go there. Don't don't take on that energy, you know, keep that belief. And that's what you did throughout this and you know, entire desire to meet Oprah. You never gave up the dream. And that's kind of how you approach business and Everything you do with such gusto so tell us a little bit about living hip because I think it's just a, a, a Wonderful lifestyle and then I'm watching you with different product launches and now of course beauty counter So fill us in a little bit about how you're balancing all of this the successful career The mom because your kids I see them with you on Facebook yeah. Gorgeous your daughter dancing all just all kinds of beautiful things.
1: Lots of beautiful things. And and I will say, as you know, behind the scenes, it's not always beautiful. It can be messy, but that's the beauty. The beauty is in the mess and the beauty is in how we're blessed, I suppose. So I was, um, I had been in direct sales as a top leader for uh, probably a good, mm, probably eight or nine years. And I think I had not reach my plateau, but I was looking for more. I know there was more inside of me. I knew I wanted to make a bigger impact on the world. I didn't I didn't want to just make an impact through my direct sales business. I really wanted to bring my voice to the world. And I didn't know what that looked like. And of course as a mom, you know, there's only so much time in the day to get through, okay, I need to do all of these things. And build my business, and yet I'm looking to create more. And it was really me looking to follow what what I believe my true calling was. And so it all started. Interestingly enough, I was watching one of um, Oprah, her own network. I was watching her her masterclass. It was her teaching, and she talked about really going inside and listening to that inner whisper of who you know, like. What is it you are meant to do? What is your, what are you passionate about? What, what, what brings you joy? All of those questions. So I forgot about my role in the company that I was with. I didn't leave it, but I just had to let go of that because I refuse to be defined by a company. I refuse to be defined by a title. I refuse to be defined by the success I had created in that company and it wasn't all success. It didn't go like this. It went like this. It was a huge success. And then we hit a lot of turbulence and I was, that's when I was feeling like, I know there's more inside of me. So I started out with a blank page of paper and I gave myself some time and I really brainstormed. Well, what brings me joy? What what do i believe my gifts are because i really really believe that we are all meant to use our gifts in this world and i don't necessarily mean professionally that could be personally that could be but whatever gift it is that we have and usually it's gifts usually it's plural and so i wanted to bring those to the world and i really had such a genuine strong interest in making a dent in the universe like i really wanted to do something so that blank page became filled with all sorts of ideas. And I, I asked myself questions like, okay, what do I stand for? If I had to describe myself, how would I describe myself? And it, it I had to be vulnerable. I had to look at, okay, well, what are the, what are the parts of me that are, that are, you know, maybe need some improving? And then I also focus, well, what are my strengths? Because I think it's so important. I think as women, we can beat ourselves up a lot. Um, and I think it's important for us to to not focus on that. It's okay. We we all need to explore that to help, you know, be a better version of ourselves. But we really need to hone in on what we're good at and honor that and go after that. And that's what I did. And I thought, okay, what do you stand for? Well, I, I'm so passionate. Like, if I truly believe in something, I will go to the upteenth end to, to conquer it, to figure it out to improve or whatever it is. But when I'm passionate about something, I can't keep my mouth shut. So that (laughs) was one thing. And I was really, um, I've always been passionate about leadership. I've always been passionate about women finding their place in the world. I've always been passionate about um, being an entrepreneur. It wasn't something that I knew how to do. I just kind of fell into it and it evolved. I made mistakes. I made some great choices and and developed. And so I was passionate about that, about women really owning their place in the world, whether it's financially, spiritually, professionally, personally, um, all of the above, hopefully. But um, sometimes we need to just target one area in in our health and our wellness. So I went after that and somehow through listening to Oprah, and I was also at the time really getting into yoga. So I was letting go of all those images and masks that I had been wearing for years. And I, my history was like, I was that go, go, go person. Um, I grew up with humble beginnings. I was told by my guidance high school guidance counselor that I probably wasn't college material. Um, she said it very nicely, but it, it, there were several challenges that are part of my history that I could have either used as an excuse or a reason to move forward. And I fortunately decided to follow my dreams, go after my vision. And then at that time when I developed Living Hip, it was more about finding that balance because I was always go, go, go. So I needed almost to earn my master's to prove myself, to promote to the top of my corporate game to prove myself, then start a home-based business to prove myself, then promote to the top of the company not to just prove myself but to prove to myself that I could do it and I was worthy and then when you reach that point in you know midlife early 40s for me that what am i doing where am i going why and then i started to peel off the layers of what i thought society wanted from pam geyer and i just said this is what i want this is who i am and this is what I think I can offer the world, and somehow created living hip, happy, inspired, passionate, and peaceful. It all kind of came together, and at that point in my life, I will never forget I was feeling so incredibly balanced and well rounded because I wasn't before that before you know on the outside, it looked like I had it all together, but I wasn't taking good care of myself, and I wasn't taking time to you know really be and be present and practice mindfulness and then yoga opened all of that up to me and the layers just fell off and I started to work on this so that's really I got to this incredible place of balance um and as a mom we need to be there and it's really hard to get there so I think balance is misunderstood when it comes to motherhood because it's not like oh look at me I've got it all figured out and me mean, I can cook dinner and I can, you know, get the kids to practice on time and build a successful business and not break a sweat. And that's not true. It's pretty messy. But when we center ourselves and I think ground ourselves and really honor ourselves and shut down the noise of the distractions in society and what what, what others are doing and not comparing ourselves and doing all of those important things we need to do as women. And when we support each other and when we're positive, I believe we open up space to truly honor who we want to be in the world. And, and we're forgiving ourselves when we're not because it's really hard. You know, like that that whole juggle, it's, you know, I, I would love to come on here and say, oh my gosh, it's easy. I've got it all figured out. Um, I don't have it all figured out, but I've learned a lot and I've created space where and i believe it's all your attitude and owning it and believing in yourself and also believing in the good of others
0: two tough questions for you you mentioned that uh when you were younger that there were things that you had to get over challenges that what what is one of the most difficult things that you had to get over as as a young woman what was one of your biggest hurdles?
1: I think that's a really good question. And, and I don't know that I've ever been asked this. So I'm just gonna be completely honest and transparent. I think one of the big things growing up um, for me in a working class family, the the values and the it's just a different sort of mindset. One is not better than the other, in my opinion, but I've always strived to to reach you know into those circles of of. Professionals and and now I live in this affluent community. I, I don't describe it that way, but for all intents and purpose, but it was really trying to deal with. Okay, this is where I come from. This is my reality, and my family is amazing. It's not it's not a shame, but it's also the, it's it's almost this socioeconomical psychology that wasn't easy for me to grasp. I I wish it were, but it wasn't, and that was always a challenge because you know at home you know my mother would shop at the discount stores and we lived well our house was very comfortable it was very humble and it was just very like the the thoughts of the days and the conversations were very different than i would commute into boston and my circle of friends there and their families it was just very different and i struggled a little bit so here i w- was you know at home my mom's buying me pajamas from the you know, the discount store, and then I'm going to Talbot's in my, you know, trying to dress up and look more sophisticated and worldly than I really was, Um, trying to put on this, like, show for the world, and and trying to pronounce ours when I was truly from Boston and had that Boston accent to the core. I don't know, it's evolved because I've, you know, been around all sorts of people, which is what life is all about. And, and today to look back at that, I'm really proud of, of, of both worlds.
0: Great point. I think that what, what you're saying here that a lot of women struggle with is a guilt for aspiring to want more, to be more, to do more, to up their game financially. And it creates a little bit of an internal pull because it creates a little bit of guilt. So, you know, it's, it's, refreshing to hear somebody honestly admit that, well, you know, this was my beginnings and yet I wanted that. And I had this little tug of war going on. Mm. You talked about mass that came off as you got deeper into your yoga practice. What do you think some of those mass were that you had to, that, well, not that you had to, but that you did let go of, as you became more centered, more balanced, more in touch with the internal workings of Pam?
1: Mm, that's, yeah. Um, there are several, actually. There are, um, but I think the big ones were this need to kind of prove, like this, this work hard. I mean, the beautiful thing growing up in my family, there was such a strong worth ethic that it was demanded and thrown at us, but and that was all well and good and it served me really well and to this day it serves me well but at the end of my life i don't want to be like god she worked so hard man is she amazing she worked so hard and i feel like oh my gosh that's all i did was it was all about hard work so i felt guilt and it was this guilt because i felt like i wasn't working hard. and mothers especially those that work have this going on big time i know because i'm one of them and i've struggled with this but we're, uh, we're not doing enough in our professions or in our businesses, and we're not doing enough as a mom, because quite honestly, I'd rather go build my business than sit on the floor and do Play-Doh right now. Um, yeah, You know, all of these things. So for me, it was this, I like had worked so hard to reach the top of all these places, and I'm like, why? Wow. So I had to let go of, well, it's okay. It's okay to not push, push, push. You need to start being because what I didn't realize about myself, like I never thought, okay, she's competitive. She's I I knew I had this this healthy competitiveness to me, Um, and I always thought it was pretty healthy. But now I'm like, I just really don't care, you know. Like it's I love that that um, ability to be present and to find that. I think it's all, all goes back to balance to really find that balance, and that's that's a challenge for me. Because I am one of those all or none people, um, which is something I work on daily. Um, so it's it I struggle be. with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a you know, it's one of those. So for me, balance is the answer, and and removing the mask of proving myself. I think it's the proving mm-hmm. um, of proving myself, and and wanting to please everyone, and wanting to achieve, and. And it's still hard because I I coach entrepreneurs and mom bosses. And, and, you know, so I have to be like, okay, you've got to work hard. You've got to carve out when you're doing this, you've got to. And I find myself doing that. But I know for me personally, where Pam needs to be is balanced. So that's one of my biggest values today. And and a driver of why I do the business that I do is for the balance. And I think another mask might be just this, um, this need to, this need, I, I talked about pleasing people, this need to be everything to everyone. But don't and, you think women, we all struggle oh with Oh my goodness. Yeah. What's up with that? Like, what is up with that? And I never really noticed it until I slowed down. And I'm like, I will be kind to everyone. Hmm. I will be kind to everyone, but I am not on this earth to please everyone. And I just need to go... Where my tribe is and the people where my message resonates it's going to resonate But I'm not going to make everybody happy and just to let go of that is so refreshing
0: I think it's part of the spiritual journey. I know for me uh, The older I get the more naked I become in a very good way I keep letting this thing go and that thing go and that demand and that need to impress and I just become more me and I think it's really that evolving spiritually as our goals unfold we start to put less and less pressure on ourselves agreed which is a wonderful thing tell me about your new company that you're
1: doing. okay so so the one how I left one direct sales business and moved into another Okay, well, I have had the good fortune of falling into this industry, which was not my cup of tea, but I was an overwhelmed mother of three looking for a way to have something outside of being a mom. And I worked with a company for a long time that I really loved, and I had no plan on leaving. And I learned about Beauty Counter five years ago, and I was impressed with them, but no no interest in leaving. And, and people typically, I had a residual income, so it's not like a job Like where people leave one company to the next. That's not typical in the work that I do, especially with ha- having built a great residual income. But I watched this company and I watched the leader of this company. Her name is Greg Renfrew. So I, I encourage any of your viewers or listeners to check out Greg. Um, it's a, it's a guy's name, Greg G-R-E-G-G, yeah. Renfrew. And uh she's amazing. She basically saw a problem in the world. And the problem that and that's what I think attracted me to her. She saw a problem in the world. And the problem was that the um the the laws that govern our personal care products and skincare and makeup and both genders, you know, shampoos, everything, all personal care products, has not been regulated. The law has not been, been um, changed since 1938. 1938. Updated. And thousands of chemicals have been introduced to commerce since then. So Greg went on a mission to offer a product that was safer, but it's not just about our our products. We're much more of an advocacy uh, and educational company where Greg really thought, you know, this is just wrong and we need to not only create a product that's truly safe for women and men and families, but to advocate for safer laws. So we always say, yeah, we, yeah, we have great eye cream, but it's not about the eye cream. It's about family health. And women's health. And so we do a lot of advocacy work in Washington, D.C. So seeing Greg and then seeing the opportunity and knowing my background and the leadership and I've built a business and I just thought, okay, you can stay comfortable where you are because I loved where I was. And that was a really hard decision for me. Or you can make a jump and make a huge risk and and join Greg and all of these leaders and really try and um, help this company develop leaders and, and so forth. So it's been amazing because we've had, I think over 6,000, maybe close to a thousand consultants join us since I joined the company in my, you know, in my organization. So I look at it like so many lives have been changed already. And we've probably had a million people introduced to the product just by my organization alone. Um, so it's been, it's been, it's been great.
0: So this is really, uh, I think what's important about this is it's a great business for moms. It is. And you pretty much can run your business while you're at home. Yes. uh, For meetings and whatnot that I know that you conduct and seminars and things like that. So it's really a, a, a great opportunity for women that are looking to have an income
1: while they're at home. Exactly. Yes, we have some women that do it alongside their current careers. Um, and we have women that are stay-at-home moms that really are looking to make an income, yet they want flexibility, and that's another value of mine. I think that's what one of the reasons why I got involved in the industry was because I wanted flexibility. I wanted something outside of being a mom. I wanted to make an income. I like I like making my own money. Honestly, I. I love my husband more than anything, but I, I like, like having your own income. It's just moment. this independence about it that I think yep. is so important. I think a lot of women will agree with that. There's nothing, you know, I I admire all sorts of moms, the stay at home moms, the working moms, the combination moms, whatever it is, we all do what we believe is best for our families and what we need to do. But I, I think it's an incredible business model because you don't have to invest much. You don't have to create a marketing team. You don't have to do any of this stuff. So you just have to jump in, and it's it's. And sixteen years later in this industry, it is the best. You know, I studied leadership for many years, and I used to teach it in a consulting firm. But um, it is the best hands-on leadership development that that I've experienced over the years because you just really. You're in it, and you just really need to grow as a leader, so
0: well, I commend you because I know that you built a very big position with your previous company. I did, and I can imagine that you're blazing a path
1: with this new one I am it is yeah. you know this it, it's an impressive group, this beauty counter <laughs> I, um, they're they're really impressive these women and I'm just honored to be part of it quite honestly and to be able to offer any experience I have yet you know be able to build this right alongside my living hip brand and in life
0: wonderful now you're so generous you've got a free giveaway on your website for the listeners of this show so tell us a little bit about that Pam and
1: okay get it I'd be happy to. Okay, so any of your listeners are welcome. You can go to my website for livinghip, www.livinghiphip.com, and you will see you can download a free instruction on how top 10 um, ways you can live a hipper, happier life and it's right from my book so it's it's something that you can download for free and enjoy it and implement it and really know that your living hip is a daily practice and and you can start that today
0: and if someone wants to inquire a little deeper about beauty counter
1: yes yes so i would love for you to um reach out to me on social media or you could go to my website which is beautycounter slash Pam Geyer, guye com. If you're already working with a beauty counter person, I want to honor that and you you will go back to that person. We all work together as a team and say, hey, I listened to Pam and tell me more about this beauty counter um, business. But if you're not part of, you know, if you're not someone else's client and so forth, I would love to chat with you. It's a great, and I, I have a very, you know, we are, In a business where we share information, it's really having a conversation to see if it's right for someone.
0: Great. Well, I I just love your enthusiasm. I follow you on Facebook and watch everything you're doing with your family, cute dog, handsome husband, (laughs) great-looking kids oprah's birthday party uh success at beauty of, you know you're rocking it girl and i love to see that i love to see a woman do well you know that to me is what life is all about that that's women what you should do. experience success and they should have dreams and those dreams should come true and absolutely proof of that my friend thank you, so, you know, thank you
1: Thank you so much. And and you're amazing. So keep shining your light. Oh, thank you. I have fun doing
0: it. Yep. I know you
1: do. So, thank you again. Good to see you. Nice to see you too, Mel. Have a great day. Awesome. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and leave some stars in a favorable review at iTunes. And be sure to visit maldwaincoach.com for your free Heal Your Heart, Reclaim Your Worth 6-week video course.